talking about? Don't quote me on the name. Fugu. I think it's Fugu. Quote me on that. I knew it. You did know it? You were just acting like you didn't? No, I don't know it. I just know it as like the puffer fish. Isn't yeah, that, it's... Uh, isn't that the one that was like being tortured on camera and goes like... Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it's being fed a carrot? It's being tortured? <laughs> Have you seen that video? Where like they have, I think it's that fish. I think it's a puffer fish. Where yeah. it's like being held out of water and they're just like, they're about to kill it and cook it, but they're just feeding it carrots just to watch Why? it, just to watch it crunch down on the carrots and it just goes oh, every time it bites <laughs> down on the carrots. It makes a noise. Yeah, it makes a noise. I'm going to pull this up. It makes an actual... I didn't think fish made noises. Yeah, you're about to hear a noise. I, you know what I think is really weird the the videos where they show um, the um, the dead oct- octopus and then they put a catalyst or something on it and it starts to move again. Yeah, yeah. And then people are eating it and like the yeah. test the testicles are whapping you in the face. <laughs> That's like uh like I think if you put like salt or something on raw meat, sometimes you'll see all like the the muscles like moving and everything or whatever. Really? Yeah. That like wiggles around. I never saw that happen. I'll show you. But I don't know here's... what beef you're buying, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fish. That's a fish. That's a is that is that the air come escaping from it or is it? That's it. Oh, it's gagging. Yeah, no, they're totally like torturing it. Oh, it's chewing though. And then they, then they oh. just kill it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad ending. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> Grabbing for the knife. Yeah, so that's the sound a pufferfish makes. It kind of makes me think of like the turtles having sex, but like it kind of makes me think of someone who can't suck cock on Pornhub. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you're feeding it a carrot. It's close enough. <laughs> that's true. Oh. Yeah. You're crunching. You're crunching down on it hard. Poor, I saw Bo was afraid. Fish. Oh yeah, how is that? Yeah. Um. I mean, it depends how... I, I forget what your thoughts are on Ari Aster, Jose. I don't think I know any movies or have seen any of his movies. Really? Well, Hereditary and uh, Midsummer. I haven't seen either one. Wow, okay. I, but I know your opinions on them, Brandon. Hereditary, uh, I laugh every time. Um, the the car scene with the telephone pole. Yep. Um I laugh every time. Hereditary, I thought it was the best comedy I had seen that year. It's completely 100%. Midsummer, you mean? Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer. Um, yeah. Totally. I agree. I, I, I laughed so hard at the beginning um, with the the gas mask. And the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the part I didn't find funny. But- yeah. But then I laughed. I laughed really hard at it um, because it's just so absurd. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think if you like that absurdity... You could go either way on Bo is Afraid. I think the first half is probably the one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's very more purposeful than I think. I think Midsummer is purposely funny, but it's it's more... Oh, like, especially with them jumping off the cliff and hitting the fucking rocks. 
I'm thinking more like the all the women like pushing him as he's having sex and they're just like making moaning noises while he's doing it. Um, but it's very like surrealist comedy. I think the first half is really funny. I think And then like the last it. half is I think it's fucking There are I, bits I, that are good. I saw something about uh Joaquin Phoenix talking about um um was he talking about mushrooms? Yeah, he said like don't go see it on psychedelics. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a pretty wild movie. Like it's definitely his most unhinged or Ari Aster's most I've unhinged heard very movie. Mixed things huh. like uh, seems like critics really like it. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, even critics are kind of mixed because like his first two were like solid like ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, really? and this one's more like a sixty nine. I think it's at right now. Nice. That's a big big difference. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's really funny, and I think the second half is just like, it is a three hour movie. It is long. That's a lot. It's a three hour movie that I'll, feels like I'll a four wait hour movie. For it to come on HBO Max or just yeah. Max now, I guess. <laughs> Max. 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 <laughs> Let me still call it HBO Max 10 years after the name has been changed. Yeah. Why, though? Why change the name? Because Discovery wants to fucking do their thing. I, I don't think they have any understanding of like brand recognition and how staying with the same thing for years and years is Well, how staying with ideal. HBO was like the very first... HBO and Showtime were like the very first pay... Uh, subscription pay movie watching things back in what when a, I was what a way up. with words like, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> what, fucking, why, why do they think I did too much talking already tonight I'm, I'm shutting down why do they think adding discoveries content to the platform is gonna you know warrants not keeping the HBO namesake right I, I, I mean like you when I go to HBO Max I, I expect 90 day fiance that's what I expect that's what they're getting, right? Like the ninety day shows and all that shit. They're, they're getting God. a lot Is that of the like discovery. The, what discovery's bringing? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I they're thought they were a lot bringing. Of I thought they were stuff. bringing what like Nat Geo brought to Disney Plus. Disney Plus. No, they're bringing like HGTV like house actual... flipping show shit. Like, Dis- uh, that's Discovery's bringing like the reality. I don't shows. watch any of that reality yeah. shit. I mean, I don't think Discovery's really had like. I don't know. They've kind of turned into that ancient aliens crap, haven't they? Like the History Channel turning Have into they? Pawn Stars only, and then right. Discovery's turned into. And TLC went from like making stories about people Le- with if, like learning di- different cases. Yeah, the learning channel, and <laughs> now it's just let's pick the most annoying and frustrating people, and let's make shows around them. Like all of the channels have just changed they've gone that shit fucking crazy is what what's happened well my question is is like because that's kind of what they had to do in the cable world but is that just as successful in streaming world like i would assume so but i don't know i feel like it would be a little bit different i imagine reality tv has its place in like streaming numbers but let me let me let me let me ask this if you have watched reality TV and a and a and a show on reality TV, like let's just grab something that um is popular almost everywhere. Big Brother. Mm, that one too. Okay. I've never heard of that one. You've never heard of Big Brother? I've never heard of Big Brother. Okay. Well, Big Brother is popular in the United States. It's also popular um in England and Europe. 
So um, once you have watched a season of Big Brother, are you going to go back on streaming and fucking watch it again? Because you know the outcome. You know all of the ins and outs of who's doing who and what's happening where. And is it that entertaining to watch again? Is any reality TV... Because what makes it reality TV is the unpredictability of it because it's about real people. But once you go to watch it a second time, it's completely predictable. It's completely not what you intended to watch it for in the first place. I'm of the same mindset as you are, but I would argue that a lot of people would watch it again just to have something that they know is going to happen in the background. Yeah, in the background, I think is like I, I the think, important term. Yeah. I think a lot oh, so of people... So it's like me, me with Family Guy. Sure. Like, yeah, I yeah. know all the fucking jokes already, so I put it on and I can fall asleep. Same thing. It. I think a lot of people get that same comfort from reality TV that they've already seen. Really? Yeah. I kind of feel reality that. Reality TV just drives me fucking nuts. I, I agree, but I, I do think that's that's the case for a lot of these wow. things. Because I've rewatched like several seasons of Hell's Kitchen just to have on... Um, but see, I, I, I think Hell's Kitchen is a little different because they're actually cooking. They're actually making something. They're actually cooking something. I mean, it is Gordon Ramley, Ramsay's cliche that he's mean and yelling mean and, scream, yeah. and screaming. And you know who's going to get cut each week and who's going to win. Because, yeah. yeah, right. right. Um, but they are making something. You're watching them cook. It's just a... a a take on a cooking show. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Then I think those like home building shows offer that same thing for a different crowd. They're, I guess they're building something. They're building a home, designing a room. You know what it's going to look like, but maybe, you know, I, can, see, I, I can't can watch. That, I can watch this appeal. old house. I can watch Bob Villa all fucking day. I can't watch the Property Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, that's, I, that's on a different level. Like, yeah. like Bob Villa is teaching me something how to do something and and put it to use but the property brothers nah you know just the only reason why they're you know the only reason why they're popular is because they're fuckable and that's the only reason why (laughs) just different strokes you know no they're they're the same (laughs) they're twins they're they're, they're the same strokes the same strokes (laughs) i mean i think this might be our longest intro to something yet yeah though no, not no, even yeah, close. no way. Yeah, I remember really? when my grandpa, like, uh, when he started watching, and he, he, like, his first thing was like, "It's I'm 20 minutes in. You haven't even talked about the movie." Yet. <laughs> did he stop listening after that? I'm pretty podcast? sure. Yeah, he didn't listen to another one. <laughs> Sorry, grandpa. That Brandon's a dirty fucker. <laughs> well, this is dinner with a movie. I'm one of your hosts, Blake, and as always, I'm joined by Brandon. And we're joined by Jose. And this week we're talking about Wag the Dog. Wagon Dog. Wag the Doggy. And uh, we ate a bunch of chili with lots of beans. 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 It's beans. That was bean. real pretty beans. Bean day. Um, <laughs> and then we got some Dr. Pepper, the cold drinks that they're having yeah. outside of that gas station or the, the, the convenience store. Um, and, uh, Tostitos chips is yeah. what we had. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the, uh, the replacement for the kittens. For the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they're shooting the, This is a the bag scene. of chips. 
<laughs> just like shoves him in her hand. She goes, isn't there a cat? <laughs> but uh, the chili made by Brandon mm. was very tasty. Did an amazing yeah, job. Great. I, I love chili. I hate the heartburn I get afterwards. Mm. Is it the tomatoes? I think it's the tomatoes, the chili, the everything. There's a lot just, in it that just <clears throat> causes heartburn. Yeah. Or, yeah. Are you feeling it right now? Not yet. But you will. Not yet. I refrain. I only ate one bowl. Okay. But I did fill it up, almost spilling over the sides <laughs> of the bowl. Um, well, it's very yeah. good. Dipping them Tostitos. Dipping I them love dipping tostitos. chips into chili and eating it like that. I could eat chili without a spoon just with- just with chips, yeah. I feel the same. It's good. I like uh, Tostito scoops are the fucking best. <laughs> yeah, scoops are the best. So sad again. How do they cook? <laughs> yeah. So glad we had the Tostitos scoops with us today. <laughs> um, how do they make Tostito scoops? That seems like a, a mystery. I don't. I, that's probably a trade what do you secret. Mean it's a mystery. It's how not do they a make, mystery. It's, it's the same way be they a make trade secret. Taco salad bowls, but just miniature. And it's nobody knows. Nobody knows how they do it. Oh, except God. for every restaurant that serves Ex- taco salad. Except for I everyone never, other than Blake. I have never at a restaurant been served a scoop chip. Never. El Pollo Loco has flour taco salad bowls. That's They're, not a chip. Flour it's, it's tortilla. A big flour chip. tortilla. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that Tost- Tostitos, okay, Tostitos has the patent. Tostitos are round. Tostito chips, well, they first started, there's different variations of them now. But when they first started out, they were round. They weren't like the triangle wedge. Right. Round chips are pretty boring. So they were round. And the reason why they were round is because you can get some fucking dip on that chip being round and you can scrape the the edges of the triangle. Right. 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 So you get more. So then they took that, that round. When it was a regular tortilla like, and they put it into a mold, and then they deep fry it. They make a cupcake. They make a. They make a much. cupcake. No, they kind of make cake. You, you ever wrapper? Yeah. You ever yeah. go on the playground and make make like a volcano with dirt? Sure, all the and time. And then and then go Did to the yesterday? water fountain and get a, a mouthful of water and spit it into the into the. Uh, the cauldron of the volcano. I've never done that. And then, and, then, and, then, <laughs> and then you dig around it and it makes a bowl. You've never done no, that? No, I've never done that. Oh my God. Wait, you dig all around right. it and it makes a bowl? Yeah, you get all of the dirt from around it and the water goes down into the dirt and it makes like a bowl. I take all the, the dirt from We'll have around. to have a field trip next week to go yeah. see you do this. I, I have lots of dirt in the backyard. <laughs> okay, we can go do that after We'll this. record outside next week. <laughs> um, yeah, but I that's, believe that's you, how you make a... That's how you make a Tostito oh, yeah. chip? Yeah, they they just put a bunch of masa and uh, make depressed. a volcano out of it, and then they get some water, and they mm. get in their mouth, and then they spit it. And then that's what makes the tortilla, <laughs> makes the tortilla. The, the, the tostito scoop. <laughs> that must have been why the tostito scoops that we ate today in the chili, uh, so good. Yeah, very yeah. good. <laughs> Brandon, you picked this movie. <laughs> I did. I thought this movie. I thought, I thought this movie would be really interesting. Um, I know. I know that we're. 
we're not overly political, the three of us. We kind of have the same... We're on the same side. I'm a Republican. My my ass. Excuse me. Wow, that's the chili. That's what I was talking about. Might be the Dr. Pepper. I think it's a mixture of both. I want more Dr. Pepper. One more is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to our listeners. I'm so sorry, Karina. Sorry, Karina. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we're all, we're political, but we're not overly political. We have our moral compass um, that all three of us pretty much share. Um, And the the political movies that we've seen so far, um, we've kind of, we've kind of looked at them with a, um, a historical through a historical lens. Um, as we watched, um, right. The Dick Cheney one, we've seen vice and big short. Yeah. Big short. We've seen all of these things that have really fucking happened. And I thought this would be something, um, very interesting in that vein that didn't really happen, but was a precursor to what did happen. Did happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very much what did happen. Like what? Um, like and four is kind years of happening later? today. Yeah. And, and is in and is kind of happening today. Like we never learned this fucking lesson. Um and I I thought I still think it's a it's a great movie to to watch and look at and just it, I, I think it's a jaw dropping moment when you're like, this film was made when? Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. This um, was like 97 or something, right? 97? Yeah. It, oh, it is incredibly. I, can, I can't see. Yeah, 97. <laughs> yeah. It is It is incredibly uh, uh, fortune telling. Pro- prophetic. <laughs> prophetic, it, yes. <laughs> I would say timeless in the sense that you could watch, you, you watch this now. And it is the satire is still relevant to the current political climate. Hundred yeah. percent, yeah. Because we do the same shit over and over and over again. We fall. I'm not going to say we because I don't think any of us fall for this shit. But people, especially Americans, fall for the same stuff over and over and over again. I think it's this movie establishes something really interesting, and I want to talk about it later in depth. But yeah. Um, there's like a specific like like scene in here that I'm like, okay, this is what makes this movie relevant even now. But we'll yeah. we'll get into it later. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I put it in the jar. Mm. I remember seeing this in the movie theater. I remember watching it, thinking, you know, this. Yeah, you know, they're just making a a movie about you know silly conspiracy theory kind of stuff. And then, you know, four years later, um, the shit starts to hit the fan and all of this stuff kind of just, it's like, take it. This is the textbook. Not even four (laughs) years later. Wasn't the Monica Lewinsky, like a couple, like a year after this. Um, well, well, if this was 97, I think, I think it was before, before. Yeah. I'll fact check that. 92, 92, 96. So when was... 
What what about the Monica Lewinsky? Because I honestly don't know well, much Mon- about okay, it. Okay, like, the Monica Lewinsky Lewinsky scandal was Monica Lewinsky was an intern in the Bill Clinton White House, and he was having inappropriate liaisons. Uh, with excuse her. me, Brandon. He did not have <laughs> sexual relations with that woman. I did not have sexual <laughs> relations with that woman. Oh, but like in reference to this so movie, was there like an obvious diversion? There was like a conspiracy. But there, was, there was a there was a blue dress that Monica Lewinsky wore with some DNA on it, and that's what kind of cornered Bill Clinton into admitting that there was inappropriate stuff going on with an intern in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. The more like I think direct connection also was that so the. In August of 98, so it did happen after. It happened after, okay. Clinton ordered bombing, uh, bombings of Al-Qaeda targets in the Middle East after he testified and before Lewinsky was set to testify. Okay. So, oh, there, so there were... They're, they're, they did. They started playing by this rule book right away. There they were, saw there the were bombings like during the... And, and Bill Clinton was getting wagged. Yeah, but I, I believe that was in... And then in, in December, retaliation for um, Al Qaeda bombing the ship, right? I think so. Yeah, and yes. then it so also there was says, a reason for it, but right in December of that same year, they led a bombing raid in Iraq before the House of Representatives was set to vote on his impeachment. Yeah. So and he wasn't impeached. He was not impeached. Well, I mean. I thought he was you, impeached. He, you you are impeached if it goes. This, see, this is weird. I think you are impeached if they hold the hearing, but they either vote to remove you or they vote not to remove you. I I thought they vote to impeach and then they vote to remove. Yeah. So he wasn't even impeached. Oh, so, I thought okay. he. I, I could have sworn he was because I thought. Or I maybe thought he Trump was. was impeached twice. Yes. Yeah, he was. But they didn't have the votes. I don't know. Maybe Clinton wasn't impeached. I don't know. I, I thought know. he was impeached. Yeah, but I'm not. Big, but it I'm seemed, not big it seems guy. like it's it's like par for the course at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I was one when I watched this movie, and you I, were? I was I I knew exactly were, were, what was going to happen. Were you right then and there, right uh-huh. with the right with the times? I said, in four years from now, <laughs> you better watch out. This is going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. yeah no yeah i mean i had no idea about this movie um and but i genuinely thought wag the dog was wag comma the dog and this was gonna be it was gonna be about a dog i thought this was gonna be about a dog named wag (laughs) yeah (laughs) because every time you talked about it or we saw in the jar or whatever i'm like oh so it's gonna be about i imagined like a cartoon dog and like some sort of (laughs) garfield type story around it and i'm not even kidding this is gonna be another welcome to whoop whoop or something it's a pre it's a prequel to cats and dogs (laughs) (laughs) and then when i saw the cast of the synopsis i was like what Wait, 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 wait. This is different. Okay. <laughs> but Jose, you haven't had, what's your experience with this movie? Um, I had never seen it, never heard of it. I was just once I looked it up, I saw the cast and I was like, okay, I really like both of these actors. I saw the the director who we'll get in I'll talk about later, but he also did Rain Man, which I really like that movie as well. Uh, so I was excited and 
you know, as I watched it, there's a lot of things that I really liked about this movie. Mm. But yeah, it was the first time I watched it. All right, let's get a log line going. <laughs> All right. A spin doctor concocts a war and hires a producer to create a distraction from the president's improper behavior with an underage girl in the run-up to the ele- to election day. Mm. I didn't know what a firefly girl was when they first started talking about it, but it, then I assume then I got it through context. It's like yeah, yeah, it's like a Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because because uh, Dustin Hoffman says it later where he's like, he's like. He fucked a Girl Scout. They're like, no, he fucked a Firefly Girl. He fucked a Firefly Girl. Like, that was... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't think... I didn't... I don't know that... Are there... Is Firefly Girl something? I I looked... I Googled it, and, like, I... I don't think it's anything. I, I think saw, like, movies that had Firefly Girl in it, but I didn't see it as, like, an yeah, actual organization. I don't organization think it's an actual organization. Because they probably wanted to not have that. Because there's the... <laughs> there's, there's the... The Cub Scout and the, the for the boys, there's the Cub Scouts, the Boy Scouts, the and, Men Scouts, and then there's something above the Boy Scouts. I don't know. All I can find is that uh, Firefly Girl Scouts are like a branch in Pennsylvania, hmm. Washington. Okay, County, well then it might be, yeah. So it might be a thing. It might be a but thing. I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a that was a pretty hardcore accusation to start the movie off with because it wasn't like a a Monica Lewinsky intern intern scandal. It was, no, it's yeah, it's it very much so fucking horrible. Which makes the which makes the campaign ad uh, uh, that Senator Neal has yes. that comes up just brutal, fucking brutal and <laughs> accurate and hilarious. Yes. Oh, thank heaven for <laughs> little, little girls. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. They don't make campaign ads anymore. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, if something was, if 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 a candidate, no matter which side of the aisle you're on, went there and you knew it was fucking accurate, they'd have my vote. They would have my vote. Yeah, yeah, because that is just too much. That that's hilarious and it's accurate and. Poor guy, poor Senator Nils trying to say, like, here's like, hey, this the fucking facts. guy. Yeah. This, <laughs> you open your exactly fucking eyes and no one wants any part of it. Yeah. It's sad, but very, uh, very true. Very true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, Jose, what we got for fun facts? All righty. Uh, Wag the Dog came out in 1997 as a runtime of an hour and 37 minutes. Good runtime. After, after Bo was afraid, yeah. I forgot movies could be so <laughs> succinct and smartly timed. Fucking Ari Aster needed to cut that movie in half. <laughs> um, it was written and directed by Barry Levinson, who also has directed uh, Good Morning Vietnam, Rain Man, um, let's see, there's a lot here. Liberty Heights, Bandits, Man of the Year, Wise Guys, something he's directing soon. Um, and then it's based on a book called American Hero by Larry Beinhart. Hmm. And David Marmot 
and Hillary Hinton also David, have- David Mamet. Oh, Mamet. Oh, yeah. There's no R. I see that now. <laughs> um, they also have uh, writing credits. I saw there was like an issue with Hillary Henkin wrote the original screenplay and then was rewritten by mm. uh, David Mamet and the guild had to get involved to give her writing credits on the movie because- Is it an ampersand signed um, that they use? I, I don't know how those work. I don't forgot. Know how I it, used to know and now I don't. <laughs> like I think an ampersand means one person wrote it and the other person re- did a rewrite. Yeah. That's and what they I could thought. have never have met. I think, I think that's the case and, in this movie. I think an and the A and D is your team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean an, an easy way to um to get to the bottom of it is to look up Goodwill Hunting and see who it's written by, if mm. it's written by um, fuck face and douchebag then. <laughs> <laughs> um, can not, I say cinematography? Not really. yeah, I'm, just, okay. I'm just being silly. Or did you have more writing credits of them? Um, I'm just going to list off what else they had to work on. Um, I don't recognize anything else that David Mamet wrote on. Yeah, nothing here that looks. Uh, or I guess he wrote right. Hannibal, he wrote Hannibal, the two thousand one one. Yeah, I'm missing something. It sounds like you know him, Brandon. David Mamet. David Mamet is a, a very um, prolific, very popular, prolific writer. Yeah. Uh, I don't recognize anything. Yeah, Jose's else. not impressed with the movies. <laughs> Jose's not impressed. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not an author. He's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not impressed with David Mamet. <laughs> uh, well, the cinematographer we have talked about before is Robert Richardson. Uh, he did all of Tarantino's movies. Well, most of them. He did Kill Bill 1 and 2 and Glorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, he also did The Aviator. He Most recently, he did Air and uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I thought this movie was shot really well. Like There was a lot of s- scenes where um, I just kind of wrote down, like there's one shot, and this might have been a director thing, but it may be a cinematographer thing. Uh, it's when they start throwing the shoes up, and it's like a it's a shot of the Capitol, and it looks just pristinely like the Capitol, and yeah. then it racks focus to the front, and then like these two shoes take up the entire frame. Uh, tricks like that, was, that are really fun. That was fun. a cool shot. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. Uh, I don't know if that was a cinematographer thing or what, but I liked that. I think this movie was was shot really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cool cool angles and and good. Uh, I don't like the up the nose angles. I really don't. The um, like whenever they're doing walk and talks, and and the camera's down really low. I liked it at least in the I, in the I plane. I I never like those shots. Not even in the plane. Because I thought that was at least like good for the moment. Because it's very hectic. It's I very think they like work on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe not for the walk and talks. I I can't yeah. really think of that right now but yeah he does it a lot on the walk and talks mm. and i just i just don't i just don't care for i just don't care for the angle might be more Maybe. of a director thing yeah but uh yeah that's cinematographer we can move on to my character corner blake's character corner time yeah he'll have fun um yeah. okay so we have three leads we have winifred ames Ooh, yeah uh, we have, I keep wanting to call him Dustin, <laughs> but uh, Stanley Motts? Yeah. yeah. Is that his name? Nice. Yeah. 
And then um, Robert De Niro is uh, Conrad Bine? Conrad. You're close. Conrad Beignet. Comrade Bowl. Comrade Chili. Comrade. I don't know what you're pointing at, Brad. I don't know what's happening. Breen. Breen. What was that? Bean. Oh, Bean. Comrade Conrad Beans. Conrad <laughs> <laughs> Breen. Yeah. Um, we also have the Fad King, who is uh, Stanley's um, closest advisor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Willie Nelson is Johnny. Uh, Johnny Little. There's a James with the same last name. James Baldwin. Of all the James, of all of the Jameses, <laughs> he died in a car accident. James. James died in a car accident. I don't know who this is. He was a very famous actor. He James. died in a car accident. Then his car, parts of his car, All right. has supposedly killed you other people. You would have seen, <laughs> it's the. It's also a job title, someone you would have seen oh. a lot in your bullying days. Yeah, in high school. You would have gone to their office. Dean. Yeah. Okay. Johnny Dean. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> James Dean. Okay, I see. James Baldwin. <laughs> oh, 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 James Dean. James Baldwin. Um, uh, who else should I know? Uh, oh, yeah, we got Sh- Sh- Schumann. Yeah. It's like William Schumann. Right? Yeah, Schumann. Nice. yeah. William You're Schumann. getting better at this. Mm, I think this podcast one, has been racking my brain. There's one more I have on my list because Not she, Senator is, Neil. she is part of the... Um, yeah, I have Senator Neil on there. Um, oh, is she the one that's like? Uh, She's kind of like the the person who comes up with the clothes and stuff. I do. I don't know her name, Sarah. No. I keep getting an S. No. No. Uh, C. No. <laughs> no. F. L. There's there's a Cheney. L. There's, Liz. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Liz Butsky. Liz Butsky. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah. Anyone else I should know? No. They never say so. the president's Not really. name, do they? There's a lot of cameos in this film. Yeah. <laughs> but none of them. Like William H. Macy. Are, and, and are, then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do they ever say the president's name? I don't think they do. I don't no. think okay. so. They just call him. Um, what do the they president. call him? The president. Don't they have a nickname for him? Um, well, yeah, whenever they're talking about like his, his CIA nickname, his, yeah, his, he's, um, um what, what civil do they service call nickname, big bird, big bird. Yeah. He's big bird. Yeah. Big bird has landed. Yeah. For yeah. some reason I thought that was every president's name. No, they have, <laughs> they different, have different names for pick, the different. Yeah. yeah. They, they make up names for you. You don't pick your name. They just make up names for you. That's funny. What was like, Trump's? I forget Obama's. Hmm. Uh, I'll look it up right uh, now. Trump's Jeez. Trump should have been Cheeto. <laughs> Cheeto. Cheeto is moving through the building with the bitch. <laughs> Jesus. 
Is that Pence? No, that's <laughs> Melania. <laughs> I don't. I think she's had so much Botox and surgery that she can't smile. I've I just never don't think seen she her, ever has a reason to smile. I've never seen her smile. It's just because she's around a horrible I feel so person. bad for the poor oh, woman. Oh, Obama was renegade. Obama renegade? Uh, <laughs> Trump was mogul. B- mogul? Mogul. Yeah. Mogul? Oh, jeez. <laughs> was um, Bush buffoon? <laughs> Bush was Tumblr, later Trailblazer. They change every term? No, <laughs> it just seems like it changed. Uh, he must have had diarrhea one day. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it seems like the first family has also a code name that matches. That's the same first letter as the president's. Oh. And then Clinton was Eagle. So like an example, Hillary was Evergreen. Mm. And Chelsea was Energy. So they were all E code names. What's the point oh. of code names? So if you're being hacked, they don't know who you're actually referring to. Like it's not, it's not popular. It's not what well, it's not public. It's not. Public. I think it's kind of just like also just for ease of radio communication, uh, like Obama. Kind of like the phonetic alphabet, mm. but just uh, let's give them a name that's easy and recognizable on the on the radio. Yeah. All right. There's some funny ones in here. What's the funniest? Um, Go through every Reagan was rawhide. Okay, and that's not about right. Yeah, that that was, yeah, that would be applicable. Lyndon Johnson was volunteer. (laughs) (laughs) Volunteer? (laughs) Volunteer? (laughs) Have you ever heard Lyndon Johnson ordering pants? (laughs) Like the, oh my God, it's hilarious. It, look, it, sound, it looks like it started with Wilson. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Well, let's get into this movie. Let's get into this uh, yeah. movie. Yeah. I want to get one thing that I hate about this film right off the bat. Okay. We always start with the negatives. Here we go. I hate the score. I love it's Mark Knopfler. It's I weird. Love, I love Mark Knopfler. He did the score? And he did the score. I can't. I hate the score to this movie. It's like it's like a score. weird country. I love the like, songs that like that like Willie Nelson comes up with, yeah. and that that they're all singing like the the choral songs and stuff. I hate the the yeah. It's like a weird like acoustic like country like. But that's waking his up to work kind of song. That's yeah. his signature guitar style that he's playing yeah and it just it to me it does not jive with the movie no it doesn't and i was thinking like was this some sort of like way to contrast with what's happening in the movie like kind of a along with the satire in a way where it's like these guys are doing this horrible thing to protect this president that's done this horrible thing and it's just like this like country bumpkin like here we go we're having a good day on the farm sort of tune um but I could I didn't get anything out of that. Yeah, like I, I was no. trying to I was trying to get a meaning from it, but it seems very like happy go lucky for just like a I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys and then the like- and then the last the last shot of the empty room, and then yeah. he sings sings Wag the Dog. That's him singing Wag the Dog at the end. And uh, I, I just 
can't fucking stand it. Why do I not remember that? <laughs> shot? I love him. I love his music. I cannot stand the music in this because movie. the ending of the movie is like thirty seconds, and then the movie's done. <laughs> I don't even remember the ending. I don't remember that scene. Like they 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 show they show the room with the big table in it that they they keep going in in the in in the White House. Um, that's downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's empty. It's completely empty. Wow. And then he goes, can it, you wag? Can you wag? <laughs> can you wag the dog? <laughs> I fucking hate it. It's not good. It's very on the notes. Cause like even in the, the producing, like the, uh, them producing like the Albania footage, there's like the little dog that's having its tail wagon. Like it seems very much like aligned with that. Yeah. I like it. Right. Yeah. And then Harland, um, is trying to get him to take the schnauzer. <laughs> this guy he's like keeps pushing the lasso up. So. Oh, the lasso! Yeah. So, yeah. This guy keeps pushing the lasso. Yeah. So. yeah, and he says like it's sort of a mix between like a dog and substantially. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't get to finish what he says. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, a bit of info for you: the the three hundred three song um, that that's at the end. Um, the men of the three hundred three. Written and sang by Huey Lewis. Oh, really? Yeah. I would think. <laughs> and funny. I like that song. If they t- would have taken and that song and then take- the three, oh, yeah, three. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if they would have taken that song and then kind of made it into like a more somber or or even sped it up in certain instances and played that as the score i would have liked it a lot fucking better because yeah, then it would I, tie in it to the more. yeah like if it was a very like extra patriotic kind of yeah soundtrack like kind of west wing but a little bit like uh more uh yeah 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 I, yeah i don't know because i liked the soundtrack because i liked the songs you like the songs yeah. but i'm talking about the, the yeah. specifically the score i yeah. just i just score, it, to yeah, score, me yeah. To me, it does not fit the film. Yeah, I agree. But all of the songs are pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Like whenever they take the song um, that Willie is writing with. Oh, shoot. I can forget his name. I forget his name. But he's very, um, very popular artist. I don't remember. Um yeah, the old shoe song. Yeah. And then they make it old. Yeah. They <laughs> and, plant it and have yeah, her and then bring they plant it, it. Yeah. And and like speaking of Huey Lewis, the We Are the World dig had me fucking dying. It was genuinely <laughs> one of the funniest like sets I had seen because I I just saw it. I instantly knew what they were making fun of. It was it was so effective. But it was so fucking funny to me. I don't know. They I don't do know that why. all the time. They did it with. They did it during the pandemic with Imagine. Oh God! Oh my God! That was worse. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't they know. Do that. this all the time, and even Trump has fucking done it with with the the January Six guys. He did a song with them. Did a song with them. It was number one. Fuck! For, I don't even remember that. Yeah, remember, on Apple that Music one. or something. Yeah. But the have you seen that? Have you seen those music videos? I haven't. No, so I don't know exactly what you're referring the, to. I think I've it's heard the of 80s, it, but yeah. 
I think yeah, it has to be the eighties because it's all eighties artists. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They. We are the world. They. Yeah. We are the world, and it's called the song's called USA for Africa. We are the world. Yeah. And I don't remember the exact context, but pretty much they just wanted to do like some. They wanted to get. It they was were raising money. They were raising money for the famine in Africa. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was, but their motivation was the British artists who did. Um, do they know it's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> so pretty much they were just wanting to do a big artist collaboration and donate the proceeds from the song to to the famine. And it's got, I think, Lionel Richie wrote the well, song. Well, I think no? Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson may have written the Lionel song. They wrote the song. They're the main like vocals, but it has everybody from the 80s. It has Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Um, yeah. Steve Perry, and it has Ray Charles, Bruce Springsteen, Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Stevie Wonder, anybody that was anybody in the eighties was yeah. there. Yeah. And then during the hurricane in Haiti, they redid it again because it was the twenty fifth anniversary with modern artists. Uh-huh. So, and it was fucking trash <laughs> because now it had fucking Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus. It had a rap section. With like Will I Am and Ugh. who else was in that fucking rap section? I think T Pain. Um, but the whole shtick is that like these <laughs> artists are now coming together to write a song to, to bring America together, to donate to, money, to bring yeah, to bring America together and to donate money to the relief. And I I just loved that it was in the movie that the idea that a fucking song can fix systemic fundamental issues no. see that was and- the thing <laughs> the song the song and all of the stuff that the fad king was coming up with was the funding for all of it they right. were make that's how they were making their money so yeah so and, so the, and those songs were number one for weeks mm. oh yeah like they did exactly bought, what they were supposed to do i bought three forty fives, three of them for do they know it's christmas <laughs> did you like it that much oh i fucking that's i a, know all the fucking lyrics yeah, to this day it's yeah. a it's an awesome <laughs> so, song and so, that was and that was the that was like the the british artist so you had duran duran and um phil collins uh, no? phil collins uh paul mccartney paul did Ma- he organize it paul mccartney i'm i'm not sure but yeah you had a lot of you know, like had um a lot of Bananarama. Yeah. Yeah. You had a lot of lot of eighties, you know, English artists in, in that. I personally love We Are the World. I fucking love how cheesy of a song it is. I love the Michael Jackson parts. Yeah. We are the world. We uh, are it, the it's just like a it's a song that like me and my dad like, me and my like my sisters love it. We all it's just a song that we all just like as a family. So to see that little bit in this movie just had me cracking up. Yeah, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. And they have the guy that looks like um uh, Quint, uh um Michael Bolton in there. Yeah, Michael Bolton, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. Were but, those paid for by the government? No. Or were they just like random celebrities coming together no, to pay for it so all? And that's like, what that's what the movie is making fun of. Right. It's yeah. like it's taking it's taking it to a level to where um okay, we're we're releasing this, we're gonna say it's for this. You know, we, we, it's 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 we're going to 
uh, we're going to do something that's very patriotic that everyone's going to fucking buy. And that's how we're going to make our money off of it. Um, because the fad King is talking about, uh, oh, no, we can't do ribbons anymore. Ribbons have been done. Right. All the ribbons are all done because in, in my day during the, um, uh, what was it? The, there was a Iran hostage, yeah. Iran hostage crisis. Yeah. Um, it was the yellow ribbon. And so they took the song, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. And then everyone started tying ribbons in their fucking trees, yellow ribbons in their trees until the hostages came home. Okay. So that's what, so that's kind of what kind of starts all of this. So, and then after that, you just get like people coming together and all of these weird fads like we have now. Yeah. You know? And that's what Connie mentions to Winifred about the, the Iran hostage crashes. And she's like, that was a put up job. And he has like that look to her as like, <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but look, you have, we have a fucking ribbon for everything. Yeah. We have the red ribbon for AIDS awareness. We have the pink ribbon for breast cancer awareness, right? Um, we have ribbons for fucking everything. Um, and we also have flags for everything, you know? People are have Ukrainian flags now because they want we to have show three support in our room. for the Ukrainian war, right? Or they had, or, get the flag tattooed. Or the thin blue line flag. Right. For the Trump, the for, the, for for Trump supporters that are su- supposedly supporting police, right? And they had a red flag one, a red stripe for for firefighters, for firefighters, I think, or right. healthcare. I don't know but, what it was, but yet it's it. That's the party that won't, you know, give <laughs> firefighters that came to the rescue of nine eleven victims um, any money for their fucking ailments at all, you know fucking buffoons and so and so that's what all of this is is predicated on yeah i I like that they talk about this idea that the mass public kind of gets fixated on these fads that have real no significance in the outcome of these events other than showing support there's like that real need to want to feel like you're part of that herd right like you see the people walking around with shirts that says like fuck albania because <laughs> 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 really there's no like no one knew what Al. they have no working knowledge of albania or any like policies or actions going on there other than the stuff that they're seeing their friends wear seeing their and friends that's talk about. and and that's why conrad um chose it mm-hmm. what do you know about albania I know nothing about Albania. Exactly. What did people know about Ukraine and like the mass public, the mass population before it was invaded? Yeah. 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 And, and, and did they even realize that Ukraine was a country <laughs> that, that Crimea, which was part of Ukraine was annexed by Russia during Obama's presidency. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know? It's, it's very, it's very much how the larger like groups and, 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 herd mentality is pushing you towards you for better or worse because it's good that we're supporting ukraine now but like it is but <laughs> we did buy, buying that flag you you probably might have not supported ukraine as much monetarily as mm-hmm. you thought you may maybe right you're and it's going entirely towards the flag manufacturer and nothing's going to ukraine in any way like yeah y- yeah your support and your words mean kind of nothing in a, a thin blue line flag just supports a flag manufacturer it doesn't support police whatsoever 
It just makes you think that you're supporting police by flying the flag next to your stupid Trump flag. It's like when you go to change.org and you sign the petition to get Clarence Thomas off the Supreme Court. Right. Like you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot of good. Well, you are signing a petition. Oh, uh, you? Change.org petitions? I don't think they've ever done I'd anything. I'd like to see what petition <laughs> that actually accomplished something. Didn't they have a petition that where Trump was supposed to do something? But he never did it. I don't know. I have some funny. Yeah, there's a lot of change.org petitions out there. But I mean, it's more like a feeling that you're a part of the community by acting on something that everyone's getting fired up on. It's all about social media. Yeah. It's all about feelings. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is it's all about money. It's all about selling you something that makes you feel better um, and makes you think that you're helping. And it appeases your own moral compass enough, but it's really just going to the fad Kings of the world. You're stroking your own ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I refuse, I refuse to buy an American flag. I don't want to support our troops. I, I would rather give to troops. I would rather give to the VA. I would rather give, um, uh, to wounded warrior project, um, than buy a fucking flag. What is that? What is that ever done? I always thought about it like way more simply than buying flags for like patriotic reasons. For for me, something that has always bothered me what, as a kid was that you would have your like donation minutes and shit during elementary school and, never, and like they would have donations for a kid who had cancer or for some event that affected the school on a, on a more personal level. And then the and then the classroom that donated the most money would get a pizza party. I was like, "Well, donate the fucking money from the pizza party <laughs> to the fucking kid to with the cancer." Kid, yeah. And as a kid, it's always bothered me that donations were was an ego thing, right? Yeah. The pizza party was a competition. It was a competition to see who gave the most donations. It was a competition to see for your own ego so you could win. And it, and. As a kid, it bothered me. It still bothers me now, but that's the, the general um, line of thinking I, in, in the mass sense that I am, it's an ego thing. I did the march when I was young. I did the March of Dimes walk twice where you walk 20 fucking miles. What's that for? You get um, for for um, the March of Dimes Foundation um, kids with um, uh, problems, polio, palsy what have you. Um, and once I got like five miles and I had to stop the other time I did the whole 20 miles. And this was when I was like 12, 11, 12. <laughs> yeah. Did you look up what March of Dimes was? Um, it just says help remember. fight for moms and babies. <laughs> 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 so I, I, I but but that's but but it's it's actually like a legitimate i'll i'll, I'll legitimate. read you their fucking mission statement i mean i'm down our for mission that. is to lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies <laughs> our goals are to end preventable maternal health risks and deaths and preventable preterm birth and infant death and close the health equity gap 
I don't know why I, that's funny. I think it's <laughs> changed. I think it's I think it's changed over the years. Yeah. I, it was the Google summaries yes. that I read first. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> we nothing, fight for bombs I want to be very clear. I'm not laughing at the cause. I think bombs and babies deserve help well, just it, as much as everybody else does. It, it like the way I read it, it sounded very much like an uh, the office like <laughs> The fight for the Mom's run for pain. rabies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a, yeah. a commendable. Yeah, when you put it, yeah. when you say expand here, that it says everything about yeah. <laughs> prenatal care and everything. So, so something like that is actually giving money to an organization. Um, yeah, like like I donate to St. Jude's all the time. Um, if I have extra money, I throw it at St. Jude's. But like, I would like to think it's easy for me to watch this movie and be like, I'm so above this and I would not be swayed by this, but I know I have, and I know I will be. And it's yeah. something that you don't notice until maybe you see, or you never, well, know. I think you nailed it whenever you said herd mentality. Yeah. So, yeah. so whenever everyone around you that you agree with, um, is doing something, you kind of, you don't want to be left out. And so you do it, do it as well. You're, you're right. It's easy to just be here and like, Oh, to say you want to be above this, but also a lot of this stuff is hindsight, right? You, you, you don't realize. I mean, there's a lot of respectable people who, who uh, supported the Iraq war and right. like the, the Iraq war is the, like the obvious correlation to this movie. The, yeah. Um, but it's, I, it's the main thing that you can look at this now. Like, well, this movie definitely just, predicted <laughs> yeah but there's a lot about like because if you look at vice and then you look at this like there was obviously a lot it was a lot more complicated than it was like a fixer and an entertainment guy like <laughs> making sets and fooling the public like it was it was no, very but, intelligence but, agency but vice was too. actually real life shit going on yeah yeah um but it's just like this is this movie is predicting it but it's also like still unbelievable in the way that it does it um it's a crisp hour and 30 minutes and it 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 does what it has to do yeah in that time and it gets out which i which i appreciate Mm -hmm. yeah i i i mean i haven't really like said what i thought about the movie but i love this movie and i think like the acting is so good like i i want to watch so much more dustin hoffman just because i don't even know like how much i've seen of him but it's the writing it's the directing they're so fast talking they're so smart they're so like one joke and on to the next one or like you're thinking like was that a joke like two lines later and you're kind of catching on um yeah this was really really dustin hoffman is excellent in this film he's pretty fucking good at anything he was he was uh (laughs) he was nominated for an academy award for this film Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um only jack nicholson won it Oh, well, shit. <laughs> what was it for? For as good as it gets. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen that. Which is good. Both- which is good. I, I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Jack Nicholson was was really good yeah. as good as it gets. It's a good but movie. Hoffman and De Niro both have two acting Oscars, Oscars each, right? Do they? I think so. I'm pretty sure they each have two two Oscars. So but I mean, like, De Niro was a producer on this film. Right. He was a producer. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, which makes it even more funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there, there, there is an award for best producer. It's called the f- fucking Academy Award for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the producer accepts the award, right? Yeah. 
yeah yeah that's what tiff, all of the producers tiff yeah. reminded me of that when we were watching it she's like wait a minute yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's mad because he's never gotten one that's that's the whole thing is yeah. that he's mad because he's never got one well he you, votes you, on you produce you produce the academy awards oh yeah i produced the academy awards but i've never got one yeah I, I i also liked when he said like i vote on him every year but i never win any <laughs> 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 oh did you vote for president oh no i've never voted for <laughs> none of them have voted for none a president yeah but his obsession with his producer credit is is like it's consistent throughout the entire thing that it he's is. always talking about wanting the credit and 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 i think because uh connie knows how to how to entice him like showing right away like here's your influence right away you're you're watching tv come like tell me what this guy should say on tv and he tells him and he he delivers it wrong but that's control yeah yeah it's, it's control. very much yeah. like hey you can control this nationwide show um but i mean whether he knew or not like uh um uh i'm just gonna say dustin i i can't Stanley. Stanley 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 always was gonna want that credit and like whether Connie like knew that or not like he maybe he judged I think he, him right he tried or, to he tried to direct him and tell him no 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 you can never talk about this you can never talk and and like that final last just splurge of the the shitty campaign ad just set him off um and he wanted to make it right and he couldn't get it out of his head he fixated on it and and but the, like why, what would, he I, say, what, what why take, would he say it? what i what i take from it is that that conrad at that point knew he couldn't get him back that he was he was the weakest link and if he was allowed to leave that everything they did would be for naught so there was only one resolution to that one loose end yeah which was really sad yeah it was a sad it was a sad ending but it's also like uh what they're doing makes me not feel bad <laughs> like the things that they're doing through this movie it's kind of like we were talking about in some other movies where it's like the type of like lead characters that we have and like what they're doing and why why some movies it works to root for the villains in some way and why some it doesn't because well see because I mean, you're rooting for them the entire time. I mean, I'm on board from the very beginning. Yeah, like, yeah. even though, yeah, fuck this president. He yeah. diddled a little girl in the, the office behind the Oval Office. Um, Yeah, no. No, no. Fuck him. Right? But, yeah, you're, you want... You want you want them to succeed and everything just snowballs and you're you're like pulled into the snowball. Mm-hmm. And, it's because it, yeah. you're wanting them you're wanting for them to get away with it. Yeah. 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 Because their accomplishments and, and, and all the ideas they come up with are so out there that it's just kind of like yeah, it's so sucked in that it, you want them to, to go right. Like there's no way this like uh, Albanian woman footage with this scream and the and the punched in cat like are gonna sell and then it does it's like oh wow that's amazing <laughs> it's that sort of stuff yeah I like how they put together that footage yeah like they, give me the village they have such a uh, throw, throw in a bridge <laughs> yeah we need a bridge it needs to be on fire <laughs> we need water we need a river no we need a lake. Well, we need a calico cat. <laughs> yeah, no, we need. It. He wants need a white a cat. cat. <laughs> and 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 that's yeah, that, like that's what made it so absurd. Yes. Is that the president is now arguing that it needs to be a white cat? And the white cat that they bring up is like 
like fucking angry and hissing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like there very few times the president actually like steps in and tries to change something. Um, that's like the only time he gets his way because he wanted to change the speech, but then, but then Stanley goes and convinces them not to. Well, because Stanley brings in all of the secretaries, <laughs> the secretary pool from the entire White House, and then makes them all cry with it, to, the incredible, beautiful speech by yeah. giving him by by doing the speech. Yeah, yeah. So and and it, and I think that I think that might be a turning point for Stanley right there because mm-hmm. of what he says when he comes out. Like, uh, like I, I could have done this as just a change of, um, clothing, change of clothing. Yeah. 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 I think he gets, uh, something in his head at that point, but then he should have taken the ambassadorship. He could have ran for president based off the ambassadorship and producing <laughs> credits. You don't need an ambassadorship to run for president and win the presidency. You just need a TV true. show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You just need some fake money and a fake tan and fake hair and you're in with your fake words. I don't think that would work. Would never work again. That's what we all said in 2015. (laughs) It it would never work again. (laughs) No, but all their schemes are, they're, they're always fun to watch them come up with them. And it's and it's every single like brainstorming session is just ridiculous, but in the best way. Um, like their whole Albania brainstorm session, where they're all saying like, "Who? What kind of food? No one knows. Let's make up one." Like I thought we were gonna just make up Albanian food for our meal today because <laughs> we didn't know what they eat. <laughs> I would have looked up and and looked up what they eat in Albania and not make it. And that's, to I, be more I mean, if you said that's what you wanted, I would have made that. But beans fit better. Beans <laughs> fit better. Yeah. Because <laughs> the buildup to that, to Woody, because you see Woody Harrelson as old shoe. And I, already I was like, okay, like they're going to do something with him. And when they, <laughs> they have the whole like rainy buildup and he's coming onto the plane and he takes off the coat and he has his shackles on and it's that's an incredible uh payoff i think it's hilarious yeah. and he's it, so he funny. set it up really well he mm-hmm. plays such a good psychopath yes he does this um in uh natural born killers as well i haven't seen he's natural fucking born great natural born killers mm, i should watch that you haven't watched natural born killers i love woody harrelson oh we got to put that in the jar that has to be a jar one mm. yeah I would watch it. Well, of course you would watch it if we pulled it out. It's of the in jar. the jar. You have to watch it. I would watch it before the jar. Sure. Okay. I would watch it so hard. I would. It, I would have seen it before we pull it from the jar. Okay. <laughs> you can watch movies as hard as you want. <laughs> Most of them, I am. You're hard during most of the movies you I'm watch? I'm watching the movies, is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hard right now? Is that why your shirt's pulled over your pants? Yeah, I got to keep it tight down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Ooh. no. <laughs> um, Winifred. Uh, Winifred. She, see, I wasn't, I was kind of like, Against are we going to talk about Anne Hesch or are we just going to talk about her character? Anne Hesch? Winifred. The actress? The actress. Uh, I, I don't know much about her. 
she just she died last last year. Oh. She went completely psycho and rammed her car into a house and Jeez. caught fire. I did not know. I that. did not know yeah. that last um last August. Wow. Did she have did she have a history An- of another actor that died on my birthday, by the way? That was on your birthday. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> did she have like a history of, of episodes like that? She um she started going like a little a little crazy and I I don't know if it's motivated by addiction or if it's just motivated by mental illness. Um but yeah, she had some incidents. She she used to date um Ellen DeGeneres. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. And then they broke up, and then she went back to men. Um, and then she kind of went downhill for for a while. She was a very popular actress, very very popular actress. I think I've I've only seen her in no. She plays a she plays one of the Bayfong family in in Korra. I saw that in her IMDb in Legend of Korra. Um, she was yeah. good in that. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace. But she's great. She, I, I think she's great in this film. I didn't really catch on to how good she was until Woody Harrelson shows up. And uh, her scenes after that are, are really incredible. Um, but I didn't really like... Before that, I didn't really like... I really like her up. nervousness yeah. and her... You know, the way she's talking, she's trying to... She's trying to direct people and then Conrad would pull her back. Yeah. Like reel her back in. Like especially um, during like the CIA that. scene, yeah, with her, I, I really, yeah, yeah, in the in the Spanish restaurant, yeah. not the Mexican restaurant, the Spanish Spanish restaurant, Spanish yeah. food, um, with a with a guy in a sombrero on it, it's Spanish food. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but her little like outburst once Woody Harrelson gets on the plane, it, it's it's hilarious. She. She does it very well. When she's like chasing the the soldiers off the, the plane <laughs> yeah. in the rain and yelling at them. That whole sequence with her is, is really good. Yeah. yeah. From from then on, she was just I was really, really into her performance. And especially when they when the plane crashes, uh, what she says to uh, She has her meltdown. Yeah, her meltdown is <laughs> oh, so funny. Um and I think it's just also because she's kind of next to Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro that it's like kind of hard to stand out sometimes. So yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she was, she was great. Cause it wasn't until they were like on the bench together. I'm like, oh, this was about the three of them. Like this was, they're yeah. the three leads. So, um, I didn't feel that until the plane. Yeah. I think, I think De Niro kind of eclipses her performance a little bit. Cause he um, always like talks over her. So it's kind of. Like in character, yeah. so it's hard to, yeah, to not yeah. be shadowed by that. Yeah, I mean, he's not stepping on our lines. He's just they're in, they're in character. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I love the way she's nervous and she's she talks a million miles an hour and and you know, yeah. And they and her and De Niro like play together really well too. Mm-hmm. Like when when they're in the when they're in the limo. uh and she's like relaying what he's saying. They have really good chemistry in those scenes. Um, I, I, there were certain points I thought they were going to go like a romantic angle on it, uh, but I guess they never did. Well, mm. Not for an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> you don't have time for that. Yeah. But I think all three of them have good chemistry together. Mm. They all they all bounce off each other really well, and they, and they it, it's very believable the way they interact with each other. Um, yeah, I think they, they all just do a really good job. 
all the cameos are funny too. Like the is it Jim Belushi? Jim Belushi, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking <Fucking> Albanian, <laughs> yeah. was a quality cameo. Just uh, funny, use like f- useful. I like how I like how back. he starts out with with uh, John Belushi. No, 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 no. Jim Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because John has been dead at that point for better part of a decade. Right. <laughs> I don't even know uh, either of the Belushis. Sure you do. Maybe I do. Yeah, you do. I do. But I don't. John Belushi used to be on Saturday Night Live. He was um, with Dan Aykroyd as one of the Blues Brothers. He was in a, oh, okay. we saw him, what movie did we watch with him in? Oh, Animal House. Animal House. Oh. He was the, yeah. like the, the. The fat one. The fat. Right. Uh, frat brother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I forgot we watched Animal House. Mm-hmm. It's forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> Not the parade scene. Not the parade scene. Yeah. Um. I was going to ask, were there other cameos that we haven't mentioned? Because I'm trying to think of the others. I mean, would we count Willie Nelson? He's more of a character than like... Willie Nelson's a character. Yeah. He comes... He's through that the entire thing. He's just like Willie Nelson. Um, Just being (laughs) Willie Nelson. (laughs) Does he act a lot around that time? Because I know he was, this is later, but he was in Psych for like an episode. And yeah. He was really funny. Willie Nelson was in Psych? I could have sworn he's, he was in Psych. He's done a lot of stuff. He's been, the, in a, he's been in a lot of stuff. Only other thing I remember seeing him in was the Dukes of Hazard reboot from like the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he wasn't. Because it was on cable way too much when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> No, but he's had cameos in a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff. There has to be something else I saw him in. I just can't remember what it is. He's been in quite a few movies. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if like he's kind of around this time like known for popping up in a lot, but I maybe this time and before and after he is. Mm-hmm. I'm searching um, to see if I was wrong about him being in Psych. I don't oh, know. the Jay Leno bit is also a cameo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm that thinking was, of Monk. That was the good effect. I'm thinking of Monk. Oh, Monk. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, Jay Leno. Yeah, Jay Leno's there too. I forget about that like time period of late night host because that's just not what they are anymore. Um, I mean, you would um, probably get a joke like that. Well, no, you wouldn't get a joke. Maybe you would. Like if it was about Trump, you'd probably get a joke like that from Steve Colbert or something. In my yeah. in my lifetime, there has never been anyone that compares with Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was the number one um nighttime talk show host ever. Did you used to watch him like every yeah, night? Yeah. I I used to watch him. Yeah. I remember his last episodes. It was really what what yeah. show did he do? Which one? The Tonight Show. The Tonight Show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before Jay Leno. Gotcha. Okay, so Jay Leno replaced him. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to imagine a funny, good late night show, and it's very hard to imagine. Jimmy Fallon. I 
Jimmy's Fallon. I maybe I, I like Conan. Like you don't Fallon. like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I genuinely like he's in my list of celebrities that I can't stand. Jimmy with. Kimmel. <laughs> I like Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. I like. I've liked. I've liked the things that I've watched of Jimmy Kimmel. I think some of the things that he does are um, mean-hearted for laughs. Um, and I, I, he's not the first person to do it, no. but like whenever he goes out on the street and does, you know, is it real life or, or, um, is it, you know, a politician like Lauren Boebert or something? Um, is it SNL or IRL? Right. Um, I think those are kind of mean spirited. I know what they're getting at because they're, poking fun of someone and, and trying to prove that that someone's a big dumb dumb head like a hypocrite dummy. right just a big dummy yeah um and they're laughable um but i think it's kind of mean-hearted i think yeah it's spirited and i'm sure they're always so like uh nitpicky about it like I bet oh they yeah have they pick so and choose the funniest like, they pick yeah. and choose you know they just set out they just set out a you know because they're right across the street from the tlc chinese theater so they just you Oppor- can like, like the opportunities look. there. Yeah. You can just look and there are like Dummies. hundreds of people that they can just pick and choose and they just bring them up and have have them do their their, you know, little 3 minutes of bit and then they move on. And yeah. Then I'm sure there's just a PA there checking off box. Oh yeah, this one was funny, this one was funny, this one. Oh no, funny, this one was one. way too smart to this put one, on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure exactly. that's most of them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 they had jaywalking too, um, with um, which was very mean spirited, um, where they would just go out and ask a question of just random people, and then they would put the most most insane or the dumbest answer the responses to their question on right, and so it made everyone look fucking stupid. No, and yeah, the Fox News does that shit all the time too. Yeah, yeah, you definitely just pick the ones that will get views. The, right. the ones that people were going to exactly. talk about the next morning. Exactly. That's the yeah. ones that you're going to throw in there. Yeah. Well, if we're on like, if we're talking about, uh, how the journalism, American public and comedians like Jay Leno are, uh, kind of, they play a part in this diversion in this, uh, uh, conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of, I remember, I, I mean, I wasn't alive, but I know there was a lot of discussion about, during the Monica Lewinsky scandal, the focus was on making fun of Monica Lewinsky. It was not about making fun of Bill Clinton. Right. Where, But there were a lot of jokes. I mean, sure. I did not have sexual yeah. relations with that woman came directly from that. It's, um, it's a joke is all uh, that's yeah. going to be yeah. a part of the American psyche for for years. But like yeah. there was something about the three eyed turtle and I never really got that. And like, like that Bill Clinton was using a cigar and putting it somewhere and then smoking it. Um, yeah, yeah. And there was a, there was a joke, the jokes on, on, um, the jokes against Clinton were always about the act. The jokes about Monica Lewinsky were always about her looks. Mm. And that was the big difference is that, oh, why would he be with her? She's kind of chunky. Look at her hair. Oh, look at the dress she's wearing. Oh, that blue dress is hers. Yeah. You could totally tell, you know, what a skank you know all of that and and you know she she wasn't even 
the one who called him out. It was, she was tricked into, into talking about it by, um, by a woman who had accused, who had accused Bill Clinton earlier of uh, sexual misconduct. Um, And she got Monica to talk to her and she recorded it. And so that's where it all came from. Yeah. And and having even just like that subset of jokes being about her and, Mm -hmm. and not about uh, the, her being taken advantage of by a president of the United States in the Oval Office. And and there, there were jokes towards him, but I think like, uh, they're more towards her character, right? (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of diverting from what, what's really like important and what's really happening. And I think that is shown in this movie very well too, Mm -hmm. where it's, uh, I mean, everyone's focusing on the war that they're, that they're faking, but, um, and, yeah. and, and Winifred even says it, oh, there's no mention of it in the, the papers at all anymore on like day three. Um, it's totally been obliterated by the, the war. Um, and then they're like, they're the ready B3 to go. bomber. What B3 bomber? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, in the movie, I mean, probably in real life too, but it's so easy to like plant. He's like, whoever's leaking to the post, like have them leak the B3 bomber. Like it's, it's just. Uh, these little things that are so easy to catch fire and to just like get mm-hmm. people talking in the in the press room and and ignore the big stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely I, ignore the big. I stuff. I think it kind of has to play into the the twenty four hour news cycle has become a tool, and where there's something the the new the media is constantly looking for something else to be talking about because that's what attracts their viewership, and so. that can be manipulated to talk about the things you want them to talk about in a sense politically because they need to be, they need to produce more news every hour for 24 hours, every day of the year for profit. Right. And that's where Fox news got in trouble. Yeah. The the media needs content constantly. And so you can, they manipulate that necessity to, to, for their own advantage. Yeah, that's why they just pivot so much is because they know if they give something new out there, they're going to grab it because they need something new to talk about. Right. Yeah. And it's just the nature of, of news, how how it's been, not only how television changed news, but just the internet, how, how I feel like just getting news updates is they're impossible to keep up with it's so hard to read every single news article that comes out from every single media outlet it's 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 impossible impossible. so it's a game to keep your viewer interested in your network your newspaper and i think in a sense because they're so fixated on profits politics can manipulate that to their benefit Mm-hmm. And this movie really highlights that, um, I guess that flaw in in the consumption of media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and not just like, not just the media making it, but the way that people consume it. Where right. I don't know, like there's parts of of every, it's it's just the same thing about like the uh, the marketing that people buy into. But when he's like looking at the girl on the TV who's like crying, and he's like, "I we were gonna do fake tears, but she's actually crying to this <laughs> have courage mom song." Where 
uh, people just want, I think people want to buy in, like they want to be a part of that where it's just, if they, if they can be like swept away on like some emotions or something with, with, and feel like they're in the know. I think that's another thing. It's like when you feel you're smart because you feel like you're knowledgeable about this stuff, like I think that's a satisfying bit too, where it's not even just being a part of herd mentality. It's being a part of like, I feel like I'm like, I'm a part of current events right now. Like I'm a part of these movements and stuff like that where I I would probably cry to have courage, mom, you know? (laughs) Well, well, because, because if it's a song that's written from the heart, even though, you know, it has a sinister puppeteer in the background, it's meant to, you know, it's meant to get an emotion out of you. It's meant to, um, manip- manipulate you in that way, and I mean, think- and and a lot of good songs do manipulate in that way. There's a lot of songs that, you know, on a good day will tear me up. Just a song, yeah. Um, it doesn't even matter the context. Like you don't even, you don't have to know. Right, I don't need to know the politics it, be- the po- yeah. behind it. Um, I end up knowing because I want to, but you know, uh, a simple song like Sally's Pigeons, which which is about a friend losing her friend to a um, uh, botched abortion. Um, it's fucking sad. It's so sad. You know what the song that always comes to mind when I think of sad songs, Blake? Mm. Uh, Christmas shoes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. It cracks me up now, but I understand that the purpose of the song is to incite a sad emotion. It's so right? like it's so yeah. over the top <laughs> yes, sad though. Yeah. <laughs> It's so over the top sad. It's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah. And and I think that's like, that's part of why it's hard to like criticize someone for like buying into that because like the emotions are real. And I think that's why Stanley, because I kind of laughed on my first watch on my second watch. I kind of understood more when Stanley says like, this is the best thing I've ever done because it's so honest where it's like, right. It's like, a lot of it was honest. Like these emotions are real. Like the movement is real, but like it's, it's all behind a lie, but yeah. it's still like real. It's still, uh, I mean, to a lot of people, oh, it's, it's very real. real. Uh-huh. It's, it's very real. I yeah. mean, just because you're manipulating behind the scenes doesn't make it even less real. Mm-hmm. Um, the war was fake. Everything else was real. Um, and that's where it's, that's where it's kind of murky waters. Right? Yeah. Because sometimes we are the world was real. How much money actually went to Africa? You know, that's the bottom. That is the question. That is the question. But that's the question. If, if you're making, if you're making something, um, as a relief for something else or making something like courage, mom, um, Courage Mom was written. Um, it looked like it was written by Merle Haggard, um, because that's who was singing it. Right. Um, he wasn't part of the group. So, so now is he is he writing that because he was motivated by seeing this this fake. Uh, Morse code courage mom <laughs> on a fake uh, prisoner of war. Um, yeah. Like where, where do you draw the line? It's, it's so gray. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Because that, that's where when people buy into that lie and they start making things that are honest and making things that are real without knowing. And if they don't know the context and yeah, how, how real is it? You know, I think that's really interesting. Um, that's, that's 100%. The January 6th people thought they were doing the right thing because of information they were given. Um, that was a lie. Mm-hmm. And that has been proven to be a lie. But they were convinced by people that they trusted. And so many of them have gotten up and said, I was, I was fooled. Right. You know, what? Like can you, QAnon can you hold didn't them? come arrest all the Democrats? Can yeah. You, can you hold them? Can you hold them responsible for that? Yeah, they are responsible for their actions. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you need to hold the people that, manipulated them to believe what they believed responsible for their actions as well. Mm -hmm. If you're like current political representatives are incapable of ensuring that there's some security with information online and that it's not been, you know, it's a known fact that Facebook is kind of just a, a platform for Russian and Chinese agents putting misinformation out and it and, started out so nice that you could get into right. contact with people. You know, I was in contact with people that I hadn't seen for decades, you know, people from that. I graduated high school or that I went to high school with, and it was so nice to be connected with family that's far away and be connected with more family through them. Um, that I maybe have met once, you know, but then all of this disinformation came and I, I just, I don't go on Facebook anymore because it's just a waste for me. And, and the fact that it damaged that and damaged those relationships through that, not that I can't just pick up a fucking phone and, and call somebody, but it was, it made it easy. And without that now, I, I kind of feel fucking let down and, and kind of angry at Facebook for letting that happen. I think it's a it's yeah. a combination of frustration with not only just Facebook, but the inability of the people that are governing the like this country to not have any institutions that say, okay, let's modernize and have something that controls this, that 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 keeps right. track of this. That it, keeps it, it honest. Right, keeps and because it's just there's there's the constant thing of having people in in, in the Senate and the House of Representatives that are just don't even know how to use the internet, <laughs> but then making laws about the internet. Right. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's a tough part where it's like, yeah, you want to see some more um, rules against like certain things, but it's like, who's making those rules and like, do they really know what they're doing and like what, and how is, how is it going to be applied? Right. Which that, that's, I mean, that's the thing where it's just, it's just tough because the next thing you know, is someone would be using their platforms to do exactly what's happening in this movie to, but see, it's, I mean, it's a slippery slope, that though, because, because, you know, um, it's a private company. It's Elon a pri- Musk. It, it's, a private, it's a private company. And if the government comes in and starts saying what they can and can't say, then now you're getting to freedom of speech. Well, that's the whole Twitter files it's thing, not, man. It's right. not... It's not Twitter or Facebook moderating that's that's taking away your freedom of speech. It's the government mandating the monitoring that that is 
of freedom of it, speech it's a violation. Thin line. Like, how do you protect your yeah. population while maintaining these freedoms? You, you tell you them all them? to get off the fucking social platforms. I Start need talking to the people. Dopamine. And no more. No more. Get off of TikTok. We, we need a 30 day ban on TikTok, Instagram. What other, what other things are we on? Um, uh, Pinterest, uh, <laughs> Reddit, <laughs> Pinterest, <laughs> face faces in your book. Yeah, the Facebooks, uh, the MySpaces, the band camps. You need to get everybody off that shit. <laughs> Just turn off the it's, internet. <laughs> it's, it's it's the drugs of today. Well, this shit from the movie is happening in every circle on every corner of the internet in some way. Yeah, right. I, I no, mean, it is. They haven't really. It's very relevant. Do they mention what party the president is in this? I thought it was no, a Democrat. I don't think they mentioned. I, no, I think it's meant to be ambiguous. I thought yeah. someone said something liberal about the president. Um, what's her name? When she goes off, Winifred. When she when goes, she goes off, off and calls and calls Stanley a uh, a liberal, liberal commie. commie. <laughs> <laughs> but I. Th- I took that as just he's in show business. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. a uh, um, yeah. I didn't take that as they're helping a liberal president. Just he's in show business. Okay. He's a liberal commie. Yeah, because why would she <laughs> if she was working for a liberal president? Why would she? Why say would that? she be using those words to point. call him that? Um, and if she was working for a conservative president, why would she agree to hire him? Right. You know. So Should it's very. Uh, but also, like, I feel like a obscure. lot of the staffers and things, like, they just get hired from, you know, if they can get hired. It's not, like, always a Yeah, with that one poor thing. lady that they have sleep with the, the, oh like, the guy just to drop the record. I'm like, what? Yeah. They kind of gloss well, over to that. You're seeing, he does say you're seeing, though. Like, like, I was like, did they just get her to sleep with him just to get this record um, just to get uh, the old shoe song, yeah, yeah noticed. Yeah. Well, after, but then he says, "Which one of you are seeing the reporter from wherever he was yeah. from?" And and she said, "I am." And so he kind of, I, I think they used like a- their relationship instead of making her get into bed with him. See, I took it as the opposite. I took it as a. Maybe you're like speaking with him, like you like you're do, gonna you're gonna be you, seeing him later. Right. You do what it Seduce takes him. to get this, yeah, get this done, yeah, yeah. And, and then I thought seeing seeing is holding a lot of uh, a lot of uh, weight there, yeah, because you can be seeing someone for tea or fucking them. Well, uh, I mean, there's there's two different. Oh yeah, I'm seeing her with my eyes right now. <laughs> You know, uh, well, that, that, that doesn't work out any better, does it? <laughs> um, well, right after he says that, he immediately goes into a spiel about, I know this is rough, guys, but you'll, you'll get a second term, which to me makes me think like he knows the connotation of what he said, and he's trying to like reaffirm everyone like you're making sacrifices, but this is going to be worth it, which makes me it's think gonna be he worth knows that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Is he's, she's going to have to sleep with like him. Like he's something. sending her to sleep with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think the, I think, I think that might be a David Mamet moment right there. Um, quite frankly, because of 
the word usage and it being kind of ambiguous, um, like seeing means a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Like what's the, what's the definition of the, you know, (laughs) or what's the definition of, of, you know, keep it ambiguous. Yeah. 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 Um, I wanted to talk about why I think this movie is still very prevalent. Oh yeah. yeah. And And to me, it has to do with the little, with the conversation with the CIA in the Spanish slash Mexican <laughs> restaurant about nuclear capability. I think that idea, the idea that a country has nuclear arms that can be used against this country is a very prominent thought in most Americans. I think the, the, the after effect of the cold war is that nuclear deterrent is just news now. And so just the idea, I think what, what makes the idea of, of Albania the distraction, what, what makes it a useful distraction is the is the introduction of nuclear capability. And I think he hits it on the fucking nose about how people are just going to fixate that forever. As long as nuclear arms exist, you are going to think about what countries have nuclear capabilities and what the implication of that is in any international conflict and that's still the case now if you look at russia and china i think that's what makes this movie very relevant that you can just toss around the word nuclear capability and people will listen and they will and they will hang on to every last word that the media says about the potential of nuclear warfare yeah Mm -hmm. and it's completely irrational like they come up with the idea of a nuclear attack. And then in the next sentence, a Stanley's like, Oh, it's in a suitcase. And it's like, Albania doesn't have the capabilities of putting a nuclear bomb in a suitcase, (laughs) but no one's going to think about that. They hear nuclear bomb suitcase in Canada. That's really close. Like that's what's going to be heard. And uh, I can't remember exactly what, what Connie says in the, in the Spanish restaurant. But um, he says something like, it's not even about the governments anymore. It's about like, it's about uh, break off groups of extremists who have nuclear. Like that's, that's the thing. It's not even like the governments that have it. It's, it's smaller groups and that makes it so easy to pin a target. And that's you what can we've be so seen, vague. right? That's yeah. what we've seen. That's what the... Do you want me to tell you what he says? Yeah. I have it. I, I was hoping Brandon had it because it's it's a it's a it's a good little spiel. It says the war of the future is nuclear terrorism. It is, and it'll be against a small group of dissidents who, unbeknownst perhaps to their own governments, have blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yep. Which is exactly like sans the nuclear stuff. Nine eleven. Yeah. You claim that a group of dissidents has blah, 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 regardless of any uh-huh. reasonable, like, steps to get there. And that already gets everyone ready to go. Like, everyone's worked up. Everyone's worked up. Mm-hmm. And it works. Mm-hmm. I, I think. And, and after, after 9-11, I mean, after this, after 9-11, it works to a much higher degree. Because 
everyone um, who was alive during 9-11 remembers, oh, well, this shit happened. We have to protect ourselves against this shit happening again. So we have to have uh, the insane Department of Homeland Security, or we have to go through, you know, a uh, uh, urologist and a proctologist to board an airplane now. <laughs> um, or you can't take your shampoo on the plane because why? I am not a fucking terrorist, <laughs> right? But I don't know that the guy behind me's not. It, it it makes you suspect everyone. It just creates this level of of suspect terrorism. It creates fear and fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and fear is is easily manipulated. So the easiest thing is just to not be fearful. If you're going to be exploded by a nuclear weapon, just fucking deal with just it. Just have fun with it. Just, just just fucking live your life, dude. Yeah. Oppenheimer's coming out soon. We'll learn how to have fun with it. Right. Have fun with we'll some nuclear bombs. And then we'll, we'll watch Barbie right after. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh God. Barbie. Um, you mentioned blah, blah, blah. He says blah, blah, blah a lot. He says blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's really it reminds me of arrested development blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) but it's a really great way to be like how cookie cutter these situations are he doesn't Uh have to fill in the blanks he just says here's the prompt fill it in with anything else and everyone's gonna buy it (laughs) yeah and he says all the time like what and that's what your job is he's telling him that this is what your job is your job is not to protect the united states your job is to protect your job yeah yeah and that's what you're doing by by letting us go, you're protecting and your job. ain't that every politician, huh? Your job is to protect your job. Their job is to protect their job and get yep. reelected. Term limits for everyone, mm-hmm. including the Supreme Court. Yeah, and they should all be the same term limits, including podcast Not two hosts. years and six years. Fucking ridiculous. Mm. Two years, four years, six years. No years for the Supreme Court. That's just weird. This America's weird. It's it the was most... like they had too much faith in people doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is the one of I think the biggest like mistakes that like humans make in general. The belief that someone's going to do the right thing. <laughs> the belief that people that other people are going to. Um, have your same morals and your same values or like try to act in the community's interest, but it's always yeah. themselves, mm-hmm. their own interest. That's why yeah. we need communism. So you need to, you need to protect against, um, the evils of the world, which happen to be your next door neighbor and capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism's all right. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think you can say communism's any better. Communism is the best. There's never been anything that bad that's bad that's happened. Oh no, With just communism. millions of people have died, that's all. But then they were all working together to yeah, kill each other. All, no, Brandon, they all died to starve to death. Yeah, so they all starved to death. Fine. They died by seizing the means of production. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Woody Harrelson. Um yeah. because like 
his introduction first off like to me that was a cameo uh, just seeing him as like Schumann uh, and then him showing up I already like talked about how great his introduction is and then the rest how like out of it he is and and how frantic the three I of like them are. what he did to get in jail in prison raping a nun he raped a nun. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> he asks he asks her what you religious Yes, when right. <laughs> and he also says, "Like when we land, I'd like to go to church, if you know what I mean." <laughs> He's so fucked up. Didn't they say he did something else? Like he said, raped a nun, and and then um, she's like, "Why is there an and?" I, I, I think remember. they didn't. Yeah, I, didn't I, don't I don't think, think they, they oh, that's went right. any further. Yeah. Um, but from then on, like. That's when uh, Stanley just keeps saying, like, this is nothing. This is nothing. You haven't been in a, a writer's room with <laughs> oh, no yeah. sleep and so on and so on. Everything that happens is getting so bad. And without, he just keeps saying, this is nothing. Going 48 hours without sleep, coke, <laughs> coked up on a pitch, and you haven't even read the... the uh, uh, treatment yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for a producer right now, he, there was not... There were not enough drugs in this movie to get the brainstorm sessions going. I thought I don't was, think he needed them. Yeah, he was, they were up all night. <laughs> um, yeah. And another part of that was he said, uh, "Try shooting." Where was he at? Oh, like Southeast Asia with the uh, with the two girls that are. Like he even he even had more on that. He said they were like drugged out of their mind or yeah, something. I can't remember. Yeah. Or like the the three four horsemen of the four horsemen died was yeah, the one yeah. that he said to yeah. Fad King. He also said um, that he didn't even have the rights to something. Song of Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. Song of Solomon. He filmed for things. months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in pre-production for four months. So he didn't even have the rights. <laughs> but I, I love how like. That's his reaction to everything going wrong. Is this is nothing? This yeah. is nothing. And I think that's just his producer roots. Where yeah, it's all he's about pulling solving it. Problems. He's pulling it back to his producer. Yeah. Like the the it, we were okay then. We're gonna be okay now. This yeah. is nothing. And even in like our film days, like we were making some like small bean shorts. But it's like, uh, even then, like something wrong would go happen on one set, and I would even say like, oh no, this is nothing. Like we did something like on this set that was way worse yeah, than this. Yeah, and, and that even at our level, like it was very. Uh, I was already going to that thing. We're like, or even yeah. even you and I on set, we would just make up fucking shit to argue about yeah, <laughs> and make everyone think we hated each other. <laughs> but this was nothing, Brandon. Are you, you okay? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fucking fine. <laughs> fucking Blake <laughs> pisses me off, man. I hate him. <laughs> and then I was your assistant and you were my assistant on everything. <laughs> on everything. Yeah. Well, that didn't work though because nobody fell for it. Nobody put... That's okay. We, knew, we only though. did it we in knew. our own stuff. That's all that matters is we knew. Yeah. Yeah. The spring flicks when we were part of almost every single movie that was nice <laughs> you you beat me at that but yeah <laughs> i did have a lot we were either in front or behind the camera at every single movie oh, those were good old days yeah it was yeah, nice it's fun this is nothing it's nothing we were in 10 spring flicks that one year <laughs> you were in something like almost 20 it was a lot um but then they then the plane crashes uh, then Woody Harrelson goes to, uh, try to rape someone else and uh, Purdy, Purdy. Uh, and Purdy. he gets shot twice. And just I like, I destroyed. like, I like Stanley's 
um, approach to the door. He was like, oh, everything's fine. He's not, he's, he's fine. He's fine. And then the second shot happens and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> was it scratch that? Yeah. Scratch that. Yeah. Scratch that. The first shot. No, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I was thinking. As soon as he got on the plane, um, I remember, I remember thinking the first time I saw it, like they need to kill this fucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they There's need to no, off yeah. him because he's nothing dangerous. is better Nothing is better than a fucking funeral. Um, especially coming off a plane with caskets. Because the moment he dies, uh, Stanley immediately says, this is nothing. But then he also says, you know, what's better than a soldier coming home alive? <laughs> mm-hmm. A soldier coming home dead. It's true. Yeah. Uh, then they have the whole uh, 303 song yeah. to go for it. Yeah. And they're berets which are which are mentioned earlier hunter green was by that by were? no that was the armbands. armbands right the berets uh liz is talking about the berets that they need to be half leopard half black <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it and then it comes up in a song half leopard half black um uh and they're talking about wearing it to bed uh i wear it on my head i wear it to bed like, like there's a song about that half leopard, half black about their hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't notice that. It like, it like these small things just like appear out of fucking the ether and it just, it just makes it come together so well. Yeah. There's a lot of small things that are only mentioned once and then it, the movie doesn't stop to explain it again. Yeah. You either catch it or you don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dog. Yeah. Um, the dog, the dog is mentioned in, in the, the old shoe song. Mm-hmm. And so the dog with the casket and with his casket at the end, and he's being controlled by like movements from, from Conrad. Yeah. The meat that's like, yeah. Did they rub meat? Because I know he mentioned it earlier. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but like, but the dog goes. He, yeah. he goes like this. And then the dog goes up and he grabs the casket with yeah. his mouth like he's helping hold it. That would be, if in real life, that would be so fucking sad. Yeah. Oh, man. People will eat that shit up. Yep. People would eat that. There, that would be on every newspaper every for at TikTok. least two fucking days. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the funeral in the hangar. With the uh, um, the uh, tractor guy getting sworn, uh, uh, getting yeah, because uh, because of the ship, yeah, yeah, because the president <laughs> can't uh, can't employ a, a and, an illegal immigrant, and, and uh, Winifred is so caught up on that the entire movie, <laughs> like she's always mentioning he can't. He cannot uh, yeah. employ an illegal immigrant. Like every single time she can say it, she says it. Yeah. I'm worried about the guy uh, in the tractor. <laughs> he doesn't have his green card. He doesn't have his green card. Yeah. Like they just had like, oh no, he didn't die yet. But yeah, they're, they're everything they're going through. That's the first thing that she thinks of is that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's some, there's some silliness going on in this film, but it, I think it comes together really well. Well, are there any last thoughts before we move on to quotes? Oh, yeah, I did have one. 
um there's that shot of conrad watching stanley get taken away and like there's the american flag reflection on the like the entire window i liked that mm-hmm. shot a lot that was good there is a lot of good shots though mm-hmm. aside from the the up nose shots that uh Brandon yeah i just don't i don't like those shots oh yeah what was like the smart bomb that connie was talking about that started the gulf war or whatever he's like oh the smart bomb that went down the chimney it could have made made out of legos like i didn't really know what event he was referring oh, to there was um the the gulf war yeah like there was a a bomb that they showed a house exploding it was caught on video i, I think i saw it then of a bomb that like that it's the it's the it's the it, pov it gets, of the bomb gets, i don't know if it's the pov of the bomb because uh, i thought that's what they meant by smart smart bomb where it was like well they used that that was the beginning of yeah the, i just didn't i didn't understand war. that i didn't understand that and i didn't understand the yellow ribbons thing but you explained that yeah 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 there was a lot of they're stuff rooted they're rooted in stuff that happened in real real life mm-hmm. like okay we see these things we see these things and we're appalled by them or or they incite us to do like they incite us to put ribbons on trees or do silly shit like throwing the shoes i thought throwing the shoes was was funny for one because the reason why shoes are thrown up on telephone wires is why I actually don't know I think it's for Isn't it for drug or, or yeah for drug um, activity yeah oh like to signal that drug deals happen here that that this is a certain dealer's oh. uh, place I didn't know that Um, those are some ratty shoes yeah but then throwing them up in the trees and and uh i thought that was and then uh stanley uh stanley says they have it they have it in with a lot of uh shoe manufacturers so so they're getting money off the back end Mm -hmm. with the shoe manufacturers because people are going to be throwing their old shoes away and buying new shoes right so a lot of new shoes are going to be sold so he's getting a cut of that money they go from that to like he said like uh fad king was talking like johnny rockets or burger king or something burgers or what did he eat behind enemy lines (laughs) like good for behind enemy lines or like on your with your family or something oh no he was eating hamburgers and you pull a little tab and it heats them up and we're gonna we're gonna have uh we're gonna get you know, partnership with Johnny Rockets and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And call him, what do you call him? Shoe burgers? I think <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Like, like he comes up with the, all of these ideas and they're fucking brilliant. Um, like the marketing that would go into that and the fast thinking that would have to go into that is, is brilliant. Yeah. Alrighty, move on to quotes. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Why don't we start with you, Brandon? Don't change your horses midstream. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even say that. Yeah. Those, those ads were all those fucking Those ads were the ads. worst. They were so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Because the, the, the camera kept moving in really close every yeah. time yeah. they said, I think not to change your horses midstream. And it's just like getting so close to them. Yeah. And those to ads. where it like doesn't even have their entire face like in some of the yeah. shots. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I, they made me so happy to hate them in the same way that I'm sure Stanley's thinking about them. 
you understand where he's coming from because they are just truly they're awful terrible yeah yeah there's a lot of quotes to choose from for me. Um, I'm I'm going to do a, a Jimmy Dean quote, um, but I actually have to make up two words in it because they're you can't hear them. And and I tried and they're not in the like certain words are and certain words aren't in the um, in the subtitles because <laughs> people are talking. So he's singing, <laughs> sit on my lap if you love me, but don't put your hand down there. We'll take a short nap while you touch me. I'm glad that your mama's not here. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I had to pause. I was laughing so hard at that. <laughs> like the kid, he just, Stanley throws down the paper and it just says, sit on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just runs with it. He starts making up a song. Okay, Every, this like, is this is a song I'm supposed to be making up. Every brainstorming session, he's always singing something. Like he's yeah. always he doesn't always stop. Singing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which is brilliant. Yeah, um, it's great. Like even he's walking outside. Everyone's sleeping, and he's still walking outside. And that's when he's creating the song for the the um, the chorus. Mm-hmm. It's when he's outside strumming the guitar. Yeah. Mm. But that was that was the funniest. <laughs> so I I'm glad that your mama's <laughs> not, not here. So and bad. They're trying to make him stop. Yeah, like no, I told stopping. you I didn't want you to sing a song. <laughs> you don't have to sing about that. You're not singing about that. It's how long it goes on for that really makes it work. <laughs> what about you, Jose? Um, my quote is from when they're all in the Spanish Mexican restaurant. And CIA agent, Mr. Young says, there are two things I know to be true. There's no difference between good flan and bad flan, and there is no war. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have too much experience with flan, so I I don't know. I disagree with him, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can it be like clumpy and like not even cooked well? Like you can burn the the caramel on the bottom. You can have chunky flan. Yeah. Um... There's definitely good flan. And there's definitely bad flan. (laughs) Like anything you buy that's in the same section as the yogurt section at Walmart, that's bad flan. (laughs) I'll tell you what. (laughs) What about you, Blake? Uh, My quote is during... the when they're making the fake like with Kirsten Dunst, Kristen Dunst and uh, the whole Albanian terrorism shots and they're putting makeup on Kristen Dunst and the guy like the producer or whatever sweeps her away and says stop the makeup she's been raped by terrorists like, <laughs> <laughs> so the way he just like grabs her away and just says that so nonchalantly like so all those people could be killed if they say something like every one of them they all have yeah. they've all signed Signed in DA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, yeah, she gets tricked to sign one too. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she keeps saying, like, so just, just to let, I'm so excited to put this on my resume. Like, no. No, you can never put it on your resume. They'll kill you. Yeah. They'll come to your house and they'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another quote. It has to, it, it's, it's Stanley talking to Johnny. Um, says, Johnny, 
I got a lot of people here who have uh, who are a little depressed because the war just ended. Please give me a new song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Nelson was really funny in this. Like, oh, yeah. Was, yeah, him say like I was gonna go get drunk <laughs> like before that too was really yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then he turns to the guy that he he writes the song old shoe old with shoe. and and he says the guy says what are you doing and he says I'm supposed to be writing a song and he says oh yeah what kind of song you know he's just like just like talking mm-hmm. and then old shoe comes about yeah yeah I had another quote from um uh Woody Harrelson <laughs> just when he's walking up on Susie and he says hi. <laughs> I like the nightlife. <laughs> I like to boogie. And then he starts chasing her into the house. <laughs> she screams. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He was he was on the plane he also says Barracuda. Barracuda. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like when 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 uh, Stanley's like, no, look at him, he's fine. He's fine. And it's just like Barracuda. <laughs> Okay. What about your meme review, Brandon? Um, I give this four out of four pills in four hours, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is the the pill numbers. They're supposed to be giving him two pills every four hours, but four pills if he is uh violent <laughs> becomes violent. <laughs> They're just popping pills in him like Pez. Yeah. What about you, Jose? I'll give this movie one out of four horsemen. Mm. Good one. Rest in peace, the other three. I give this movie five times to not change your horse's midstream out of five. <laughs> <laughs> My initial one was also the uh, the pills, the antipsychotic oh, really? pills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had another one that was one out of one drunk drivers that killed Kennedy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. <laughs> I read the first Warren report. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll start off with my real review. I give this a 10 out of 10. I fucking loved this movie. It It is... I, w- when I threw it on again this morning, I was just like... When I was watching it, I was like, I could have this on all day. There's something about the way it's written, the way it's acted. It is is so engrossing to me. It's funny. Like, Woody Harrelson is hilarious, even though he barely says anything. And, oh, you know, I'm going to actually take my time of my review to say exactly what Winifred says, because it's really funny. Um... Uh, what do we do now, huh, boy producer, huh, Mr. Win an Emmy, social conscious, whale shit, save the rainforest, peace, Nick, commie, fucking hire a convict, shithead, huh, what do you do now, liberal, affirmative action, shithead, peace, Nick, commie, fuck, what do you do now, like, it's so funny, um, yeah, this whole movie is just hilarious, and, uh, aside from the music, I think pretty much everything, like, sticks the landing, like, so hard, and, and, the ending like made me made me think a lot about like especially our conversation about it like when he says it's so honest and everything like I I don't know I just think it's 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 really like quick and smart and just like so rewatchable for me I could just throw this on just to hear them talk uh, mm-hmm. but yeah ten out of ten what about you Jose uh, I'll also give it a ten out of ten I think this movie achieves like a a social relevance that is just timeless. And 
I, I think it, the writing is just is, is very smart and it's 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 very well written and and acted, but the writing I think really just establishes this this movie. It sets this movie up to be applicable for a long time, and I think that's a great achievement because it's so hard. It's so hard to to make a movie about politics and have it still be relevant. 20 years later almost 30 years later yeah i think that is is a great achievement and i think that alone makes it a 10 but the acting is great it's shot really well it's a short i've said it so many times but it's a short hour 30 it does everything it needs to do in in that hour and a half there's no fat it, it it's it's just it it does everything great. And I think I think it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandon? I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 also. Whoa! Um, I, for, for the same reasons, um, I really am um, really tempted to take a point off for the fucking score. <laughs> um, because I just can't, I hear it, and I just like fucking roll my eyes every time I hear it. Um. But yeah, I really appreciate the way it's written, the way that little things are dropped in and then become big things. Um it it it's smart. Um and it's it's I think I think it nails um the human experience and quite possibly the American experience. Um, it, it pretty much has us pegged like every single cliche within it is still something that we fucking do. Um, from the, the shitty symbols to the, the, um, songs, you know, all of that stuff is just something that we do. I don't even know if they do it in other countries. Like, like, did they have American flags in France during the <laughs> Iraq war? Like, I don't think that was a thing, you know? Uh, did they have French flags? I don't think that was even a thing, you know? I think it's 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 primarily American, this weird fucking shit that we do. Um, And, and you know, it's prophetic, I think. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, you think, oh, shit, four years before 9-11, this movie was out. And then you see something like Vice, where they're operating kind of along the same playbook. Um, It's like, well, we'll give them a war. We'll make a war. We'll make one up. But that's fucking real life and not just made up. Um, it, It brings a whole new light to how the real world kind of dupes a lot of us Mm. and that's sad we like entertainment we love being stupid we love a good well-produced americans love being entertained and they love being ignorant of everything else in the world those are two two things that americans fucking love Mm -hmm. yeah me too i don't even know i didn't even know what albania was (laughs) 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 i had to look it up on the map (laughs) i'm not even kidding 
Yeah. Did you find it? <laughs> I did. Yeah. What borders it? Albania? Uh, Greece. That's all I remember. It's part of Greece. Greece, like it's the it's the one that's island. It's the big west part of it, yeah. northwestern part of Greece. Because Greece dangles there for a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's in a the northern Mediterranean, fella. northeastern Mediterranean. All right, you pick the next one, Brandon. Oh, what we got? What we got? I haven't had a movie in too long. I know. Got one. (sighs) What is it? (laughs) Rain Man. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) What a what a coincidence. Nice, nice. There's Dustin Hoffman too, right? Get more Dustin. Hell yeah! This is an Oscar winner for Dustin Hoffman, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he won the Oscar for this. Mm -hmm. I think this is also Best Picture. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure this is best picture too. Well, I've never seen it. I'm excited. Really? Yeah. I've never seen it. I only saw it for the first time in like the last two or three years. Really? Um, My sister quotes it all the fucking time. Did you watch it with your family? Walmart sucks, Ray. <laughs> no, she'll say I'm an excellent K-Mart, driver. K-Mart oh, I'm an excellent driver. Yeah, because like we'll go somewhere and my dad wants to drive or he doesn't want to let her drive. She'll say I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> um, yeah. but no, they, they my parents watched this first actually, and they're like, "You should watch Rain Man." And I was like, eh. "I normally don't really watch the recommendations because I tend to not like the stuff they watch sometimes." But they were parents really, are so old school. Right. They're they are they are not auteurs. <laughs> Just like yeah. Brandon's the cool right. auteur knowledgeable right. movie one. <laughs> um, but well, they, whenever but, you whenever you called uh Jose's parents old, I was a little offended. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I sat down and I watched it with them and I thought it was really good and and um there's a lot about it that the way like the way what the character has isn't talked about in the same way now as it used to be yeah so i think it's it'll it's interesting to think about in that context as well but i just think it's it's a good movie um i love He's any, an autistic savant yeah yeah i like any movie that goes to vegas it's just a, a personal niche i of hate mine. almost <laughs> every movie that goes to vegas i hate the vegas um, parts i it, it's a personal niche of mine i just like movies that go to vegas <laughs> so uh but it, it's a fun movie and I'm, I'm excited to talk about it cool yeah. it's nice all right well after this one remember to take your 204 psycho- anti-psychotic pills and, and bring your umbrella for next week it's gonna get a lot of rainy in here. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>